What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Make sure you hit that notifications button and hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave a comment. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Um, I think I'm still on Twitter. I, I, is Twitter canceled, y'all? Like, I don't know. But if you if Twitter isn't canceled, you can find me at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. First and foremost, let me be one of the last people to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Um, it is the Monday after Thanksgiving, so I definitely want to uh, make sure that y'all was able to spend some time with your family, friends, loved ones. Um, enjoyed y'all downtime. If you are were able to do it, good for you. And, um, yeah, like, are y'all still eating leftovers? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I, I think I ran my leftovers back yesterday. Like, what's an appropriate amount of times that you should be going to your leftovers? Email the show at Sports Business because I've been still eating my, eating my leftovers until, like, last night dinner. Um, I don't think I ate none today. And then also, I know some of y'all was at friends, family. If you weren't hosting Thanksgiving yourself, I know y'all had some questionable dishes out there at Thanksgiving. Yo, email the show. I got to know what some of these flaky dishes was looking like. I know y'all had them. I know y'all. I know I couldn't been the only one out here folding my paper plate up, throwing it away because some of that stuff looked like it might have been a little bit questionable. So, yeah, email the show. Let me know when's an appropriate time when you need to be putting them leftovers in the trash can. And let me know what actual dish that you had to put in the trash can because it looked a little flaky. I want to know. I definitely want to know all that. So. Um, we got a lot of things to get into. We're definitely going to talk about our Week 12 winners. Um, you already know how I feel about the league this year, so we're going to go in. It might be a little surprise this week. And we're also going to talk about uh, some college basketball. Y'all really tried it over the holiday weekend. And then we're also going to get into the dummy of the day. Um, we got a, we got a couple of things to talk about as far as the dummy of the day. So um, before I get into my Week 12 winners, because like I said, there's only winners and then everyone else just sucks. Um, before that, yes, I know the World Cup is on, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I have not posted anything about the World Cup because one, I don't care. Two, um, I know everyone picks a struggle on what they choose and what not to choose on what they're going to watch. And it's safe to say that, oh, I don't know, every league association has some type of questionable ethics and things like that. But the FIFA and the World Cup in particular um, this year... I'm cool off of y'all. Like, I'm not watching the World Cup. I really don't care. Um, I couldn't really tell you what's, what's really going on in the World Cup because it just ain't my thing. Once when I'm hearing that over 6,500 people have died into building these stadiums and it was practically modern-day slavery and Al-Qaeda had funded some of this money in order for the, 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 the country of Qatar to even get the nod on this uh, World Cup bit, I'm cool. Um, y'all have fun with that one. I'm going to sit that one out. I just don't care. just don't care. It ain't my thing. I'm not really one for for hearing 6,500 people died into building this this uh, this stadium. And then, you know, people's families haven't even been compensated for it. There was modern-day slavery into building these 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 uh, venues that they had 
erected up so quick. Um, you know, the living conditions out there are probably worse than when I was deployed. So, yeah, for y'all out there watching it, no judgment here, but I'm cool. So that's your World Cup uh, brief for the Sports Business Podcast because we're not going to talk about it. So, yes, I do know it's on. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to talk about it because I'm not. It's just not that type of a sports. But it's not that type of a sports podcast. So, anyways, now that I've gotten that out the way, my week twelve winners. Um, yeah, I actually snuck in a team in here, and I I feel like this week is going to be in a, this this upcoming week is going to be an eliminator to kind of figure out who's the pretender and who's the con- or who's the contender and who's the pretender. So, in no particular order. Once again, actually, let me backtrack. So we had the, the, the Thanksgiving, the, the, the Sunday after Thanksgiving games are always a little wonky because you got three games that are on Thursday. And this year just happens to be that I want to say four of the six teams that were playing actually had a little bit of street cred. So you had the Buffalo Bills play against the Detroit Lions. You had the Giants play against the Cowboys, and you also had the Minnesota Vikings. So all of those teams outside of possibly actually even including the Patriots, they're still in the mix. Um, I think they're still, if the playoffs started today, they would actually be in the playoffs. So if you take everyone except for the Lions, like you had five out of the six team teams, five out of the six teams playing were actually in playoff contention. Now, two of those teams, the Giants and the Vikings, you already know how I feel about them. They're, they're, they're trashed. Um, but that kind of left a little bit of a void for this week's games, the Sunday night games or the Sunday slate of games. And usually, like I said, the, the season this year, for those of you all who are actually watching it with your own eyes, um, the, 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 the schedule has been garbage. Like, there's been trash games on. But this this weekend actually kind of delivered. We had some unexpected kind of cool games. Um, you know, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, congratulations to you. Y'all y'all got it together. The Raiders, they figured something out. They, they didn't put something together. The the Jets, they're, they've put something together. Um, you know, so there was a couple of cool games. But like I said, Y'all ain't watching good football. Like y'all are thinking that this is just great football and it's a good product. It's just a it's just a level playing field of just mediocrity at its best. So with that being said, my teams in no particular order. I got the 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, and I'm squeaking in the Dolphins. Why am I squeaking in the Dolphins? The Dolphins have convinced me enough I, right now to say that they might be. A legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now they got a daunting task this week. Who I feel like right now, my my sure end pick would be the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. They play the 49ers this week, so I feel like that's going to be somewhat of a uh, a pretender slash contender, you know, matchup. So the winner of that will probably be a pretend, uh, contender. The other one's going to be a pretender. So it's going to be really really interesting to see how that goes. But I, I'm for some reason I'm, I'm digging the Dolphins like a shovel. I'm feeling them boys. Um, the Cowboys, yes, they played the New York Giants, but hey, you know, a win is a win. All you New York Giants fans, LOL. I told y'all since week three, I think I even posted it on, on social media this week. I told y'all since week three, the Giants are a fraud. And, you know, the the interesting obligation that we have to cover New York media is really weird. Um, because why? Um, if you really think about it, all the New York teams right now are kind of just outside of the Jets. They're kind of just, eh. Um, I don't know where there's this whole fascination of having to want, having the obligation of covering New York sports for some reason, because what have you done for me lately? And the great quote uh, to grow to, to quote the great Negro poet, poet Janet Jackson, you know, I ain't done Jack Diddley poo. So, um, you know, eh. and so the Cowboys beat them. The Eagles, they had an interesting game last night against the Green Bay Packers, who 
I thought they were going to be able to walk through them boys. For some reason, they ended up struggling against the Green Bay Packers. But I still got the Eagles. I like what I'm seeing. The 49ers, like I said, you know, they pitched a shutout against New Orleans. And having a shutout in today's day and age of NFL football is few and far in between. But I feel like they haven't given up points in the second half in like the last three games or something like that. So they're, they're cooking with something. And like I said, the Chiefs, they beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Like I said, the, the LA Rams, they're on. The Army Overweight Program, they're hanging off of the Super Bowl high. If anyone had any expectations with the Rams this year, uh, um, you 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 really don't know what you're watching because I didn't. I knew they were going to be bad. I didn't know they were going to be this bad, but also at the same time, I'm not surprised. Um, like I said, the Dolphins, they were able to get something going again last last night or la- yesterday, and they're 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 a pretty good team. Like they pitched a shutout. Um, the first half, were able to beat that. Here's the thing about watching teams play against bad teams and the Dolphins are a perfect example they came in huge favorites did what they were supposed to do and closed the game out essentially at halftime I think it was 27 or 30 to zip um by halftime and you know that's what you're supposed to do against teams that you're supposed to beat I didn't see that with the New York Giants a few weeks ago when they played the Texans um, you know, that's a team that they should have easily put up 30 some points and they were struggling with them all the way up until the practically the end of the game. Um, so when I'm looking at the Dolphins, they're winning games as they're supposed to win games and not really struggling. They're not having a hard time. So that's why I'm going to kind of let the Dolphins slide in through the back door. And, you know, if they are able to beat the Niners or even have a close game against the Niners this weekend, I think I might still leave them in there. So it all depends on how they how they looking. But the Dolphins are, you know, Tua Tungle of Iowa is playing at an MVP caliber between him and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, them two are probably my 1A, 1B MVP uh, picks right now. So it's really, really cool to see the Dolphins get it together. The Bills, I know they had an interesting game against the Lions. Um, I still think the Bills are legit. It all depends on how Josh Allen's arm is going to be hanging by the end of the year. But I definitely think that they're pretty, they're they're solid. Like I said, the Cowboys, you know, they're playing against the people that they put in front of them. And they're still making things happen. So I got no issues with the Cowboys right now. I got no issues with how the Eagles won. You know, the Eagles, they trajected, trajected all the way up to... You know, I think it was what nine and eight and zero or something like that. Nine and eight and zero, they win, and then they lose to the the Commanders. Um, you know, and you go up and then you level out. So I think they were ascending. Now they're starting to level out. I know they had a rough dealings with the Indianapolis Colts last week, but I think they're starting to plateau. And you know, if this is where they're leveling out and they start hitting that cruise control um, at thirty five thousand feet, you know, at nine and, and ten and one right now, that's not a bad look for them, boys. So. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see. I think they play the Giants a couple of times. I think they play the Commies a few more times as well. So um, their schedule doesn't really do them any favors, but they were able to sandbag some wins and go from there. As far as the Minnesota Vikings go, like I said, I mean, they beat the Patriots. How good do y'all really think the Patriots are? Not that good. Um, and also, the, the this Minnesota Vikings team literally reminds me of the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers team. Remember that team that went like an 11 and low, 11 and 0, and I think they ended up losing the last four or five games in a row or something like that. And then they end up getting smoked in the first round of the uh, the playoffs. That's exactly what the Minnesota Vikings are. So um, that's a team that could have lost to the Patriots. Um, there was a couple of questionable calls there that could have swung in the Patriots' favor. So. I'm not sold on the boys. So, like I said, those six teams, they're on a league of their own, and everyone else is bad. 
um, take the Seattle Seahawks, even though I, my, my beloved Raiders were able to go in and get the job done. The Seahawks at six and four, you should be able to, you shouldn't have any issues with stopping the Raiders. Um, especially a Raiders team that's really depleted on the offensive side of the ball. No Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller, and you're still out here getting hit over the head with 300 some yards of total of rushing, I believe, rushing yards. Um, with one, just by one man, had 300 some like total yards by himself, Josh Jacobs. So, you know, it's teams like the Seahawks, the Giants, those, those teams, they're going to start flat, flattening out. Um, you know, the Rams, they're, they're done. Um, shout out to the to the to the LA Chargers for for digging one deep, getting it together, and beating the the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know they they figured something out. And uh, my man, who's the coach for the Chargers, uh, Staley Brandon Staley, I believe is his name. He you know he played another, he picked another Madden play, going for two on the road. This time it finally you know eventually you keep hitting on on sixteen seventeen when you playing blackjack. You know, nine times out of ten, you're going to bust, but eventually you're going to get one of them low cards and you're going to hit 21. So he got his lucky day, got got 21 at the blackjack table when he went for two last night and was able to beat the Cardinals. So um, shout out to them. And, yeah, like I said, those are my Week 12 winners. Like I said, if you're not one of those six teams right now, you are considered a loser. I'm not sold on the Bengals. Definitely not sold on the Titans. Um, not sold on the Buccaneers. Not sold on the Falcons. The Jets, they're a quarterback away, so I mean, I mean, they could be anywhere from getting smoked in the first round in the playoffs, or they can have a Joe Burrow run in the Cincinnati Bengals and make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't know about them. The Baltimore Ravens, another team that gave up a huge lead again in the fourth quarter, lost. Um, the Cardinals, we already know what they are. The Seahawks, they're about to start flat, flattening out. The Rams, they're done. The Saints, they're done. Packers, they're done. So, like I said, if you're not any of those six teams, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Colts play tonight, I'm cool. I'm not watching that. You couldn't even pay me to watch that. Um, neither one of those teams, like, who cares what they got to what they got going on? That ain't happening. Um, so, like I said, if you read off some of these records, they're not that good. These teams aren't good. Um, and the quicker you all are able to realize that you are watching a lot of okay football as opposed to, oh, man, my team, they got a chance, the better off you'll be because now you're setting yourself up for – I don't know failure in the playoffs when this when if and when your team gets smoked, because um, I can't see, I can't see I don't know the Patriots making a deep run in the playoffs. I can't see mm, the Vikings making a deep run in the playoffs. Like it just ain't happening. I don't even know if the Bucks will even make it in the playoffs. The Browns, another disappointing team. Um, so yeah, you know, congratulations to those six teams, and we're gonna keep it moving. Now, while we're on the subject of football. So, I believe it was Thanksgiving morning, you know, I try not to be on social media a lot, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll scroll around real quick to see what's going on in the, in, the, in the social media world. And I guess there was a picture of Jerry Jones um, when he was a kid um, in Alabama and at the, what is that, uh, boycott of the, the kids, the Montgomery Six. Um, and it started circulating to him at the Montgomery Six bo um, boycott. And one th one thing is, what? Uh, how am I? So, who? Shout out to who? You know, hats off to the person who was that lonely on Thanksgiving morning to have that photo circulating um, on Thanksgiving morning. That was really really interesting. That uh, you know, that that was floating around now. You know, I've seen a lot of backlash, you know, people like Stephen A. Smith, who 
quote unquote says that he knows Jerry Jones and says that we should give him a break. 60 years after this took place back in 1957 when six kids were trying to enroll into a school and attend classes. Um, Stephen A. Smith was out here trying to say that he knows him and he's this and that. It's mighty, mighty funny because this is the same Jerry Jones when all of the Colin Kaepernick stuff was taking shape. He was telling his players if he if they take a knee, he was going to kick them off the team. He is also the same Jerry Jones coach that has never even interviewed, you know, outside of the Rooney rule, has not even interviewed or thought of any African-Americans to be their head coach. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure how America's team is really looking when they got this dude that's kind of got a bad image right now. It ain't really looking good for him. Um, he's been numerously... Um, how can I say this? There's been too many issues with him when it comes to social issues where you kind of got to raise your eyebrow at him. And now that this picture is now surfaced and he, you know, didn't really cover, you know, didn't even come out and say he apologized or, you know, he learned from this lesson. It's just kind of sitting out there for the last four or five days. And I don't think he's publicly said anything about it. So, um, I don't think he had a very good Thanksgiving, but he's definitely got some explaining to do. And I start thinking about this stuff and it makes me wonder, like, at what point, like, what does it have to take for y'all? I'm not going to say y'all, like for us, like, what what is it going to have to take for people to, I'm not going to say, you know, to, what, like, what is it going to have to take for people to finally be like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm kind of cool off of NFL because you, you, you support bad football. That's that's very clear. Like you, the the ratings, I believe for the Giants Cowboys game was one of the most watched football games of all time, both streaming and watching. Um, so you guys support bad football. You guys don't care as long as it's football. You're just gonna watch it. Um, that's been very very evident this year with the Denver Broncos being on national TV so many times. The Indianapolis Colts they're on national TV again. Um, so you guys support bad football. Um, you guys also support um, you know when minorities are trying to take a stand on things that they believe in and you continue you know you kind of kind of ignore it and just keep moving about your day you guys support that so at what point do you guys what is it going to have to take now we have a picture of a owner mind you all the owners are all predominantly white but majority if i did a poll i think i did this a few years ago on one of my older shows I think the average age of NFL owners in their 70s. So they're not too far removed from the civil rights movement. So a lot of these owners are still stuck in their ways. They were alive during the civil rights times. At what point do you have to ask your question, yourself the question of what is it going to have to take for you to watch? Like, what is it going to have to take? Like, let's take, for instance, the Washington football team, the Dan Snyder. He's you can figure you can look up anything he's done. Whatever box that you want to check that he is offended, he has offended it. And you guys continue to go out there and support the team. You still try to say all hell to the chief or whatever. They lay out a, a terrible Sean Taylor memorial and you guys still thought that was cool. Um, and you still continue to cheer on the Washington football team. The same thing with the Carolina Panthers. Even though they, the owner died and got a new owner, this new owner doesn't seem like he's doing anything better. Um, there's issues with him swirling around. And you guys continue to watch, continue to support that. Um, the McNair family who used to own, well, the old McNair, 
um, who owned the Texans before he passed away, said that the inmates were running the asylum. Y'all was cool with that. Um, and now we got this. Like, I, I'm just going to, you know, let me let me know. What would it have, what would it take for you to say, you know what, man, I'm cool with the NFL because it seems like it is a self running juggernaut where they can do anything they want. And y'all would just be like, eh, it's whatever. It's, you know, as long as I got my football on Sundays, I'm, I'm cool with it. So, um, just, just a, just a temperature gauge. It's just a interesting take. I'd like to take on that and see what y'all say on that. Because I mean, you know, they quote unquote, the Cowboys are America's team. And yet, you know, clearly they got a an interesting owner who was at the Montgomery six back in the fifties and, you know, you know, it seems like he supports issue. You know, he he's, he's, he doesn't seem like he's down for the cause. So, and yet that's, you know, how about them Cowboys, you know? So very, very interesting that I saw that picture and the, the defense that I saw of people coming to Jerry Jones was very, very interesting as well. So, um, yeah, it, it was a little interesting. It was very disturbing to see the defense running to Jerry Jones, but when things do happen in our own communities, those same people tend to either a be harsher or b they don't say nothing at all. So, um, really, really sad to see that. Really sad to see that Jerry Jones hasn't even taken any accountability for that. And I'm pretty sure this will be something else that's swept in the rug. Don't let them win the championship this year. Don't let them win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, let the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year. It is on and popping like fish grease. I can tell you that right now. So, we'll see. Now, um, I, another thing I saw this weekend, uh, I didn't know college basketball was back on, y'all. Like, did y'all know college basketball was on? Because, one, again, I'm from the Bay Area. Um, we don't really do, we, we probably do college basketball a little bit more than college football. But I feel like, really, that's still a, another thing that's starting to kind of go down the wings. Um, I, I feel like a lot of these these big bigger markets, so... I know in New York, they, they used to have the St. John, the Johnny's, uh, uh, Rutgers, St. Joseph's, uh, Georgetown is right there in DC. Like in that I-95, like them schools, don't nobody care about those LA. I mean, USC, they're supposed to be having a good, like those teams, you know, you know, all your bigger markets. Again, that's one of those things that big markets just, we ain't, we don't really care. So college basketball, I see y'all tried it to try to, I see y'all tried taking away eyeballs from football um from football as well as basketball or the nba um as well as college football like y'all need to kind of retool and start trying to reconsider when's a good coming out party for y'all because really between now and march don't nobody care about no college basketball y'all can try these acc big 12 challenges like they ain't popping like they used to be now hopefully when this one and done rule is is away with the nba Maybe you can start trying to rehone and rebrand and remarket the whole college basketball experience because right now, Coach K's gone. Um, my man, they used to coach for um, North Carolina. He ain't there. Roy Williams, he's not there. Coach Cal is still hanging around, but who knows how much longer he's going to be there. He's getting up there in age. Bill Self for Kansas, who I think won the national championship last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think they won the chip. I mean, he suspended for a couple of games because they got some funny, funny money stuff going on. So, I mean, college basketball, you really need to start considering yourself. What are you going to do to make the product better? Because I watched, I guess, something called the Phil Knight Challenge or the Phil Knight Invitational. That was booty. Um, the gym, the, 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 the Maui Invitational, lemon booty. Um, 
it's I'm at the point where I would rather watch a WNBA game over men's college basketball. Like the WNBA, you can tell me that the the Minnesota Lynx are playing against the LA Sparks, and I would probably watch that before I watch a men's college basketball game. And that's just me keeping it a buck. That's not me knocking the WNBA. Like I feel like their product right now is probably one of the best that they've had in a very very long time. It's the fact that college basketball is trash. Uh, if you're telling me the top two or three recruits um, or the top two or three draft prospects, they're not even playing college basketball right now. Victor Wambayana, he playing in some type of, I don't know if he plays for France. I don't know if he plays for the G League Ignite. I don't know where my man plays, but I know he's not in a school. Scoot Henderson, I know he's not in a school either. I think he's playing for the G League Ignite. So you're telling me your top two prospects aren't even in college basketball, bruh. You got some dude named uh, Drew Timmy that plays for Gonzaga who's been there for about 15 years because he's not good enough to go to the NBA. And he's probably going to be like um, Francis Wagner. If you don't know who that is, he was the college national player for the University of Iowa, I believe, in 2021 or 2019. And he ain't even in the league. So you're telling me that these players, your best players, are not even in college basketball. What are you gonna, you can't you can't try to get people to watch college basketball on Thanksgiving weekend. It just ain't happening, bro. It ain't happening. And I'm at the point where like I, I get mad when I'm trying to surf through the channels and college basketball's on like, bro, who's watching it? Besides people who got really, really bad betting problems, ain't nobody watching no college basketball no more, man. Ain't nobody watching no college basketball between now and March. Maybe after Valentine's Day, but until then, ain't nobody watching no college basketball. And it's 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 kind of sad. So I don't know what's going to end up happening when the rules change where players can go straight to the pros. Maybe that'll kind of stop the whole, you know, pipeline of players just doing the one and done and keeping it pushing. Because if you go to a big school and I was telling my homeboy this the other day, you know, he was like, yo, how come, you know, you know, schools like Kentucky, they can't keep their players. It's not that they can't keep their players. It's that their pipeline is so strong. So really, if I am a freshman and I am a five star recruit and I didn't do enough to get my shine on in the University of Kentucky, they got somebody that's ready to come in the next year and it's going to take my starting spot. So that means I got to get up and dip set and I got to get up and go to a different school. And that's kind of how it is. Like you're just if you can't get up out of there in your first year and make make things happen, that means you're just not good enough to go to the pros. Now, if you go to a mid-major school, that's completely different. But if you go to one of these power five schools, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Big East, um, even Conference USA, um, you're probably not going to be good enough to go to the pros, dog. Just saying. You know, Buddy Hield is a pretty good example of somebody who stayed in college all four years and they thought that he was going to be the next Steph Curry. I mean, my man is good, but he ain't he ain't the next Steph Curry. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's just I, I was just very, very irate to watch see that college basketball was on this weekend, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. But anyways, they they they, they really tried it over the weekend and I was hot. So. That being said, it's time to go to the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. I hope you all have been enjoying the show. Um, I got a couple of things to talk about. One, the city of Houston. Like I said, it's the Dummy of the Day. City of Houston, man, y'all got some problems. Y'all got some problems. First of all, in all seriousness, um, I, I hope everyone's safe. They're under a boil water notice right now, I think, in Harris County. Um, so I don't know how overnight their water just went bad, but, um, you know, 
sucks to be y'all. And then also the dummy local CBS news station that thought the tornado was more important than um, covering the end of the Bills Lions game. So apparently, most of the CBS audience that was watching the Bills buff the Bills Lions game in the Houston area um, did not get to watch the end of the game. Um, they didn't watch the end of the game, which ended up being a pretty good game. Um, with 23 seconds left in the game, they, the, 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 the viewers were cut away about a tornado warning in the area. They, rather than using picture, picture or a split screen or a scroller bar around at the bottom of the screen, the whole entire Houston market ended up missing the entire, the rest of the game. And there was a game winning field goal. Um, I believe the world cup was playing at the same time. And that's on Fox. The local Fox station decided that they were just going to put a crawl on, letting people know that there was a tornado in the area. Um, yeah, dog. And then on top of that, the 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 the, the little meteorologist dude, he he kind of he kind of turned up and was snapping at people on social media, talking about he had an obligation. Nah, bro, you and your producer could have just took that one off the air. Like, you really wanted to put down your uh, catered plate of honey baked ham or whatever turkey that you got, and that was more important to to to, to say, hey. We're going to talk about a tornado that apparently didn't even really happen or wasn't even within the area that they were talking about. And you literally just pissed off. I believe Houston is the third biggest media market. You just you just pissed off an entire media market, bro. So you definitely get the big dummy of the day. I thought it was kind of hilarious. Like the my social media was going ham on this dude, um, which was very, very funny. And then also. And this is very, very serious. And I was sitting there talking about how college basketball is bad. Yo, I don't know if y'all watched. The, I don't know if y'all heard about this. And this kind of ties into where I live. But um, apparently there was a Las Vegas Invitational Tournament for um, the women's college basketball. Um, and I believe the number six ranked women's team, Indiana, was playing at one of those games. Bruh, look up, just look up the, just Google women's college basketball in, in Las Vegas. I just want y'all to Google that. And I want you to see the conditions that these girls played. Now, I'm going to give y'all a quick little backstory on how big Vegas is. Vegas is very, very huge. Right now, before the, t- the before the T-Mobile Arena was open, a lot of the stuff used to take place at the Thomas & Mack at UNLV. Over at Thomas and Mac, they they also have an auxiliary court called the Cox Pavilion. That's where the females play. Now, right now, that building is not being used because there is the National Rodeo. Totally justifiable. Cool. That's one of the biggest one. of I think over a million people come here to Las Vegas for that. Understood. All right, cool. Moving along. I think there was a basketball tournament for the men's side here at T-Mobile Arena. No worries at all. Usually during that time, the UNLV men's team will go play at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Again, cool. No big deal. The WNBA Las Vegas Aces actually play at the Mandalay Bay at the Michelob Ultra Arena. That was not being utilized. This basketball tournament was being held at the Mirage Convention Hall, ladies and gentlemen, where there was no seats for fans or a family to attend these games that they had to stand around. And there was no stands for spectators and chairs were set up around the court. I've seen AAU games in better facilities here in the city of Las Vegas than what these females had to go indoor. How embarrassing that the NCAA could not accommodate these 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 teams. Like, what a slap in the face 
If I was these female basketball players, I'd be pissed right now. One, for the conditions that they played in. Two, the fact that they weren't even playing in a legitimate basketball court. Like I said, you could have played at the Orleans, where the WC, wherever Gonzaga, whatever conference Gonzaga's in, they play at the Orleans Hotel. You mean to tell me y'all couldn't run out and get the Michelob Ultra Center where the WNBA Las Vegas Aces play? You could have played there. You could have played at the Dollar Loan Center where the G League Ignite play at. Bang. That's three different places that I just named that you could have put this team, these these the, the, this little invitational tournament at. What like how bad can it be? Like that when it rains, it pours for the WNBA. The same thing when they went through. Um, well, actually, really, the same thing went through with the WNBA during the bubble. Um, during the bubble year, um, so the NCAA once again, you've learned, you've shown your booty again, you've shown your butts, and you clearly showed that you guys are all talk, no action when it comes to saying that you all give equality to females and that you guys want the best for your female athletes because clearly you don't. Like what a slap in the face! Like I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that they they, they went through that. I'm embarrassed that the city of Las Vegas can accommodate them more. I know that they're only going off of whatever the NCAA recommends, but I'm pretty sure some accommodations could have been made. Like playing at the Mirage, which I didn't even know their ballroom could even hold um, <laughs> a basketball court. But I guess if you're just having some chairs, some WWE steel chairs just lined up around the court, I mean, I guess anything is possible at that point. So um, you definitely get the dummy of the day. And that's just, just a travesty to the sport of women's college basketball. So. Um, with that being said, we are coming to a close to the Sports Business Podcast. We do this once a week. Once again, my name is Eric Compton. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, make sure you comment. I need five stars or anything less than that. You are a bona fide J-Cat. You can email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail. Once again, let me know what is an appropriate time to get rid of them leftovers. And let me know that flaky dish that you uh, had to throw away real quick. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Like I said, we do this once a week, so we'll run this back next week. Other than that, we out of here.